0: Welcome, Mage. I'm Rhino. And I'm Papa Mage, and this is the Extreme Casual MTG Podcast. So today, what are we
1: going to go over? What is the best way to teach new players?
0: Okay. Well, uh, how many players have you taught? Oh. One, two, three. Three. Many. (laughs) Many. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We taught a lot. More than I can count. Yeah, we
0: we teach a couple of hundred a year most of the time. Uh, and, you know, teaching is really difficult. Uh, so what are some difficult things about teaching? Um, that you, you're
1: afraid to get something wrong and you don't want to go too fast
0: or too slow for them. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of back and forth that you have to do. You have to be able to read the person and see if they understand it because there's times that people will smile and not, do you understand that? Oh yeah. And then you say, okay, now what does that mean? Oh, I have no idea. Right? <laughs> so teaching can be extremely extremely difficult yes and uh not that you have to have a knack for teaching but you have to be practiced at it and so we've got uh, a couple stories that we're going to go over in this so you'll want to definitely hear those stories yes they're very good stories. uh and but we have come up with not one not two not three but four basic approaches to teaching somebody how to play magic and this assumes a 60 card deck mm-hmm. not not commander, not commander. Uh, <laughs> and this is this is basically to design to teach somebody the basics uh, and later we can discuss the different formats yeah yeah so uh, let's start off with number get them
1: to install mtg arena i
0: yeah so um this is the bottom of our list because we don't think it's the best way to do it yeah but it does have one one good thing that we know of a tutorial yeah the tutorial is pretty nice yeah it is um it's very simple um and it it takes you through the basics of play but it's extremely hands-off so you're just kind of pushing somebody off to arena and uh, right. it just plays for you yeah well th- that's one of the downsides and you know if you push somebody off to arena to teach them then they're not going to feel that connected um and it's more like Magic the Plane and not Magic the Gathering. So, you know, Magic the Gathering is definitely getting together to do this, you know, face to face or play somebody, you know. And Arena, yeah, you're playing other people, but yeah, for they they could be a computer on the other end. Yeah, you you don't know. Um there's not that that much interaction. Um and as Rhino was saying, Arena really doesn't teach the steps. It kind of does. Yeah. But it does a lot of things automatically.
1: Uh like uh, it taps a mana for you. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, and that's really important when you're playing magic is knowing what mana to tap. And you know, if you uh tap, you know, two white uh for casting a spell that's one white and uh and uh another, and you don't have another white open for your other card, I mean that that's that's an important part of playing magic uh mm-hmm. and you know the other really big downside is it limits their access to your knowledge of playing the game now that really leads us into my my big story okay my big story of when i started playing okay so magic the gathering came out in 1993 back in the stone ages. Yeah, back in the stone ages, uh back when we had to chisel out our own cards out of stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it it started back in 1993 and that's when I started playing Magic. So, a friend of mine, uh which I recently uh, got up with again, um uh, after us being apart for over 20 years. Uh ended up, uh, he gave me two what they called starter packs, starter decks back then. Uh, but the thing is, back then there was no games like this. We didn't have any card games where you built decks. You bought games and the decks were already made and you sat down and you played them. So I got these to starter decks, and I tried going through that little bitty packet of rules and I don't know if I missed it or if it really wasn't in there, but there was no there was nothing about building a deck you you got these cards, and um, you immediately thought, Hey, this is my deck, and you couldn't play anything. it just wouldn't work at all, so i ended up putting those uh packs to the side i put them up in the you know a
1: on the a, shelf yeah
0: i put them on a bookshelf for a little while and i i just it was like uh oh, thanks for this but it it didn't make any sense well uh several months later another friend of mine came to me it's like oh have you seen this uh you know great game magic the gathering and i was like oh yeah i got I got some decks for that, and I, I I went, found them, pulled them out, and he opened them up, and he was just, he was drooling, not on the cards, but he was drooling. He's like, "Oh, these are betas," (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is, that at that point when he saw the cards that I had, he's like, uh, and I was talking to him about this, and it's like, yeah, I just. I couldn't get it. And he's like, well, what decks did you build? Decks that I built, but that I didn't build any decks. These were the decks that they gave me. Um, uh, no, no, you have to build your deck. And then once I got that, then it's like, oh, okay, that's what got me going. So it was a, a hard startup for me, but that's really segues into our number three uh which is and give them a pile of cards and build the deck first, okay, well, that can also include yeah you know, start trying to start somebody up and draft or if you've got a cube or something like that, or if you have a huge pile of cards which <laughs> which we get a huge <laughs> pile of cards, oh yeah, we have mountains of uh, cards, yeah, but the problem with. Starting somebody out with a huge pile of cards is, number one, they don't know the game. (laughs) Number two, they don't know how to play. They don't know how to play. So they don't know what's good, what's bad. They look at the cards, they see the artwork, and a lot of people are drawn to the artwork. Uh, Little kids to adults are drawn to the artwork. The artwork is what really makes this game look and feel different it's got uh, you know it's got an appeal it's not cartoony it doesn't feel i don't know i don't want to say silly but it doesn't feel like a, a kid's game it feels you know like a real fantasy adventure uh-huh. uh, so giving them a pile of cards is very overwhelming and it assumes that brewing is the most important thing and it shows the complexity of the game really before the person has a chance to kind of fall in love with the game. Uh, So, you know, that's our number three. Uh, It's a good way to start uh, for some, but it can get a a lot of people scared. Uh, So our number two... Is
1: start with... Pre-constructed decks to teach. I. Uh, it's a good way
0: to. I. Uh, teach. Yeah. Uh, well. So, uh, what are some good pre-constructed decks? Well, like the Welcome oh. decks. Welcome decks. Um. Uh, skirmish decks. Yeah. The, skirmish decks from Cool Stuff Inc. Um, mm-hmm. Those are pre-made decks. They're inexpensive, uh, and they play really well. Uh, planeswalker decks, uh, but it takes out the complexity at the beginning of building a deck. now you don't have to worry about manicure or um, calculations of how fast certain cards are going to come out. Something like that. It's just there. You go. Yeah, it uh, shows themes and synergies, and it shows you a little bit of the complexity without being overwhelming because at the time of us recording this there's over what 20,000 cards. So that's a pretty complex game. Uh mm-hmm. and it makes playing this more important than building. Yeah, so playing the game is more important than brewing a deck. Now, after a while, once you get playing, you might want to start brewing. you don't have to it's not it's not a requirement there are plenty of tools that will help you with building a deck if that's not your thing uh the important thing is getting people in and playing so uh when you sit down you know face to face with a new player and i've i've taught many young players including me Rhino, uh but uh you know, I've taught other young players and when you sit down face to face with them and you are treating them kind of like an adult and going through the steps and, you know, they, they, you know, they, they really like that. They really are drawn to that and they get excited about the game and, uh, you know, it's just, it's really, really cool. So, uh has got a story before we get to our number 1 about uh the
1: RV rally yeah. in in 2020. Um
0: yeah, it was at the beginning of 2020
1: and uh there were around uh 30 or 40 families there and we wanted to have, like, a little tournament. So, uh... We made pre-constructed decks. Uh, half decks. And say so you can grab your deck and... And slap it together, and there you go. Yeah. Uh, how many people did we teach? Um, we taught, um... 26,
0: okay. Yeah, you know, 26. 26 people. We had a tournament. Uh, we taught. Uh, we had like a big class and then individual classes. Uh, Rhino is still really good friends with a whole bunch of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: and uh, they got excited about playing. And uh, so you know, this is one of the reasons why we started traveling is uh, we wanted to go around and and meet new people and play magic with new people and create new relationships and you know that's kind of what magic is all about is that those relationships so the number one way for us is what we did okay it's the way we like to do it and we built half decks so that would be a 30 card deck well technically it's 28 long story <laughs> 28 but then you uh put two colors together and then you add four of the buddy lands uh, and we created those decks to a very specific mana curve we that we calculated out and we sorted through all these cards we made all these decks and then We taught them how to play with that. Then they had the option to do upgrades as they learn how to do the stuff. And it was great. Yeah, it's great. And uh a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, you know, you you heard at the very beginning we talked about we teach a couple hundred people a year. Now, one of the things that we do is the decks that they put together they get to keep those decks okay oh, yeah. so we don't want the extra cards yeah, we give out over 10,000 cards a year uh, i think in 2019 we gave out over it was about 12,000 uh Fair cards bad. uh and even last year we gave out over 10,000 cards uh this year we're probably on track already and this is february to give out even more cards uh but um uh, we get a lot of those cards through magic kids uh they are a great charity uh, they uh collect cards unwanted cards mostly commons uh but there's some uncommons and even some rares in there as well and uh, they will send them out to school groups or people that are running tournaments or, you know, teaching magic, like what Rhino does Mm -hmm. and along with deck boxes and card sleeves and stuff like that. And, uh, that way it gets people started and it doesn't cost them anything. And, uh, you know, if there's not a, uh, a local game store nearby, this may be the best way to, to get cards in the hands of new players. Uh, and so Magic Kids will send us those cards. We also uh as we travel around uh we have a box that we take to uh the stores and say, hey, you know, anybody have any extra cards that uh, you know they want to toss in uh for yeah. new players? Sure. And and you know, we we'll have people to uh, go, oh hey, you're gonna be back on such and such a day and we'll well, yeah, we'll be there and, you know, they'll, they'll come back and they'll bring us like boxes and boxes of cards. And it's like, hey, I don't need these. So, uh, you know, we're happy to take those. Yes. And we will uh, build up these little decks. And, you know, we were doing this long before Jumpstart came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yes. you know, it was a great way of just taking two colors and slapping them together. Uh, and, uh, you know, creating decks. Uh, so that's the number one way that we do it. I know you may not have a whole bunch of cards to to uh, uh, give away. Uh, maybe you have a couple of precons and uh, you know a couple of old Planeswalker decks or dual decks or something like that. Teach somebody using that, um, and then maybe they want to get into Commander, and so you know, go down and get like the Landfall uh lamb's wrath or the sneak attack deck uh that came out yeah. with uh, uh zendikar rising those are great yeah oh yeah i played both those and those were and, and, and they were they cost really nicely too uh yeah but uh you know the way that we do it with all these extra cards uh we We love doing that, and we've got a way that we can take yet a third color and put it together along with a few extra cards to create a Commander deck. And we're going to go over that in a future video, so make sure you subscribe and – Make make sure you go and do that. Yeah, make sure you subscribe so you can see how we do that. Uh, We've got a different way of – it's not a different way of doing Commander, but a different way of getting started into Commander and it should be very very interesting uh, I, I hope you will enjoy that uh but uh it's our favorite way to teach and uh you know make sure you follow us on twitter you know facebook instagram, and instagram. we don't have a lot on uh instagram or facebook but you know we're, we're speeding back up we yeah. also have an email list yeah. we haven't sent email out a lot or at all in the last several months but we're going to start picking that up here soon uh and that email list is going to be great for uh we've got some giveaways and we've got some other really good stuff coming up that uh i think you'll really enjoy and uh so make sure you sign up for that and uh we have more video
1: more episodes coming out soon so until then we really shuffled sure. back, back into, into the, the library. library.